This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Now, the Rugby World Cup is happening at the moment, but never have we ever wondered how these athletes train. What is an endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph, and which body type do you fall under? Coming up on today's show, I'm delighted to welcome Coach Nick, who's going to talk to us about how athletes such as rugby players, American football players and sprinters train. Half-timers, you're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be big. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, it's not every day I have this man sitting right next to me on the mic. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And it's with great delight I welcome a strength and conditioning coach who's trained some familiar names in the industry from Kareem Benzema to 50 Cent. Coach Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Omar. Hey, my pleasure. Hey, Coach Nick, talk to me about sports like American football and rugby. Now, what type of training do these phenomenal athletes endure? Yeah, so those guys are really special athletes. You know, they uh, they have to be really powerful. They have to have the endurance. Uh, so really, really quick also. They have to have the speed. So uh, if you look at the guys in the NFL, for example, that I've worked with before, uh, yeah, they're just, they can, they're big boys. They can fly, they can jump, they can do everything, you know. So the kind of training that they do is very explosive in general. Yeah. Uh, so even like some, some really heavyweights uh, explosively uh, they'll do that like sprinter training also yeah uh, changing directions and all kinds of stuff like that so it's it's not just in the gym uh, it's not just on the field it's putting everything together even the endurance also right because at the end of the day it's not just a five or a ten minute uh, game it, it, they do play for almost an hour so yeah. it is tiring and how often a week do these guys train in that way in that explosive manner you know the size of these guys and the speed that they're like projecting how often do they train a week uh, it depends on the guys, it depends on their positions and stuff. I think uh, what most people think about when they, they think of American football players, for example, or rugby players, is the more like the receivers, the quick guys that mm-hmm. are really athletic. Um, then it depends. You have during the season and during the off season. During the off season, those guys actually, because the season is relatively short compared to like football. Yeah. Uh, so during the season, they just try to maintain. They just try to stay healthy. They won't do too many heavy weight sessions in the gym. Uh, the idea is to be ready for the game. So just treatments, physio, icing their bodies because they get beat up for uh, you know every Saturday, every Sunday. Uh, but during the off season, that's the time when they have a few months to really build up something special for the next season yeah. get bigger faster stronger mm-hmm. and for that man sometimes uh, I mean usually they'll train like six times a week Wow! but in the actual gym doing powerful stuff heavy weights maybe three times four times a week interesting and when you say they maintain so what when you test their fitness out what sort of things do you do to maintain that throughout the year so so basically you know depending on the sport and the schedule and the, the seasons they have um, 
like in American football, because you have a long off season, ice hockey, similar thing. You have a lot of time to to build something, a really good package to to come back next season and be better than the previous year. Uh, so basically, the idea is, uh, you know, you have vertical test jumps, you have uh, broad jumps, you have the bench press, you know, the, the classic, yeah. the 10-yard, 40-yard. Um, and so those are good testers throughout the season to see if they're maintaining uh, their speed, they're maintaining their explosiveness, you know, agility, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then based on those things, for example, vertical jump test is a great test mm -hmm. uh, to see if their nervous system is tired or, you know, how they're doing right now. Sometimes even for, for you know, for me or for the athletes I have in the gym here, even if they don't play American football, mm -hmm. it's a good way to, you know, they, they look a bit tired that day, they look a bit stressed. Maybe something happened outside of work, sometime like outside of uh, of the, the game or something. Yeah. And uh, and they come in, they didn't sleep well. They do the vertical jump test and then all of a sudden you'll see actually they're not performing like they normally are. Yeah, that's, you know? that's interesting. So the outside factors, you know, I brought on someone recently, uh, Hiba Abdelgawad, who's talked about brain management and how the neuroscience affects that. So the outside factors influence what they do with you for it's example huge. correct yeah, yeah it's huge it's very you know power explosiveness everything speed and all that stuff mm -hmm. is yes obviously you need to be power like powerful and strong muscles yes but a lot of it is in the nervous system from the brain so i love that you know just for that you're gonna get this there you go my man <laughs> thank i love you, that thank you. hey listen from the athletes you have trained nick um yeah. and you're a fit guy as well because i've seen the way you train um from the athletes you have trained is there anyone that surprised you how fit they were? So that's a good question because a lot of people always ask me, so who's, you know, I've trained hundreds, yeah, probably hundreds if not thousands of pro athletes in yeah. my career. And there's all kinds of different athletes. So yeah. people always ask me, who's the fittest that you've trained? It depends on your description of fittest, you know? Very good point. You know what, there's yeah. another one coming your way. <laughs> with, that, with fitness, because it has a specific type of definition, right? Yeah. Um, with fitness, from the ones you have trained, mm -hmm. who surprised you in their field? Because I know you've trained, uh, you know, footballers like Trent Alexander-Arnold from Liverpool, Deli Ali from Tottenham, Benjamin Mendy from Man City, Ryan Mendes and uh, Magister from Sharjah, yeah. FC, big up Sharjah FC. Um, who, who surprised you? Who surprised me? In terms of fittest, like endurance and yes. conditioning, James McLean, you know, yes. uh, from uh, Ireland uh, national team. Yeah. Uh, I think he plays at Stoke City also. Yes. So he... Uh, I was throwing everything at him and he wouldn't stop, man. It really? Was, it, was, it, it was like a one or two weeks before, like, you know, this summer before going to play for Ireland. So he was in, in good shape. Yeah. And he's a midfielder. He's like, I was, but see, at the same time, he wasn't the most explosive guy. Okay. So, for example, let's say on the assault bike, yeah. you know, the, yes. so the what bike. So if I made him do 10 calories, uh, a very powerful athlete or a bigger guy, would do that 10 calories in eight or nine seconds right he would do it in like 20 seconds okay but so you have some guys explosive for example ryan mendez from uh, Sharjah. yeah he he's very explosive he's like he's super bouncy and everything yeah but he doesn't have he's a, he's really in shape also but i'm just comparing how anybody who's explosive like that cannot maintain that for as long as James was doing. So James was doing, let's say, 20 seconds from the first one. Yeah. But like by the 10th one, he was still doing 20 seconds. Okay. Whereas if, like me, for example, that I play American football, 
I did it in eight seconds on the first one, but the last one I'll do like thirty seconds. Right, done, got you. Yeah, you know? yeah. So James McLean, as a as in terms of like fit fit guy, yeah. yeah, he's a monster. And you know something interesting you say for those listening and they think ah ten calories on the you know on the airdyne or <laughs> on the what bike is easy, guys. If you haven't done it. When you jump into a gym and you see a, a, a bike or you see like, uh, you know, the, the air bike, please, please jump on that and try doing what, what Coach Nick has said in doing like five or six reps of 10 calories and see if you can endure the same speed on that. And if you have any questions, text us on 4215, it's a do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio at Omar Al-Duri. If you have any uh, questions for Coach Nick, shoot them our way. Coming up next, we have a lot more tasty stuff coming. So stay tuned on Pulse95. Is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, I have Coach Nick in the building with me representing Big. And before I do that, I'm going to give a massive shout out to everyone who's sliding in to the Instagram live. I've got, oof, are you ready for this? Maria Alduri, Muhammad Hanoon, Tanya, Gulf United, uh, Yesoma, Taufik. I've got the life of Tariq, Magda. I have Tariq, Carson from the UK, Just Medi, Big Up Claudine. I have all these people tuned in and I am delighted you have tuned us uh, tuned in today on the Halftime Show with us. Coach Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Hey, my bro, tell me about... Um, now, one thing I hear a lot about in sports is fast twitch fibers. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so you have usually... I mean, you have a few different types, but uh, basically you do have fast twitch muscle fibers and then you have slow twitch muscle fibers. So... Um, Fast twitch is all everything strength, powerful, everything explosive. It's white, uses less oxygen, mm-hmm. but um, so you can do more weights, you can do uh, more athletic things, but you cannot do it for as long. You mm-hmm. know, it's very short, uh, short duration. And then you have the uh, slow twitch, which is more for marathon runners. Uh, so it's you produce less power, mm-hmm. uh, but you produce it for longer. So a bit like what we said earlier with James McLean. Yes. Uh, he's more slow twitch. Yeah. Uh, and then someone like Ryan Mendez, who just like bounces off, is yeah. very fast twitch. So interesting. Yeah. And does sports depend on what kind of twitch fibers you have? So you need, to, yeah, exactly. You need to have the right balance. So different sports need different things. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, yeah, it depends on which position even you play. Like in football, yeah. you know, strikers usually you'll need a bit more fast switch. Yeah. You need to be able to to do that fast sprint to get open or to, to go and score that goal or to do a header. Um, you know, it reminds me of like Benzema, like in the gym, he's not necessarily the strongest guy, but you can tell he's made a fast twitch his right. legs are very big yeah. he's very athletic and when he needs to go for the header you know he, he gets above everybody else so that's a that's a perfect example of someone who's got fast twitch muscles nice and you know you mentioned something interesting there regarding positions and what type of twitch fibers they have with rugby players you know with the rugby world cup happening right now does it also depend on what position they are to have the twitch fibers yeah absolutely so usually you know you can't really change how much percentage everybody's got you know with the genetics you yeah. have more fast twitch more slow twitch so usually people will tend to go towards a sport or position at a sport that that's better for them mm-hmm. so if you're born more fast twitch you'll end up doing more sprint exercises more sprint sports because you're better at those sports so in rugby the guys that are on the outside that are running really fast yeah uh, they're more fast twitch and then the the guys that are a bit more slower or a bit more uh, 
strong it depends yeah. like they they'll be more in the middle they do a bit more repetitions yeah interesting and does the environment you compete in make a difference on like achieving your goals so let's say what you know people come over to the uae sometimes to train does that make a difference and affect the way they perform in their own sport oh, absolutely yeah absolutely How? everything is about i mean there's only so much that genetics can do yeah uh you look at uh, you know different sports but in the u.s for example again like we said american football or mm -hmm. uh, actually that's a good example because american football you look at those guys in america they they all want to become american football players so it's very competitive, so it really pushes them. If you grow up in the UAE or if you grow up in Europe, because it's not as big, you won't become as good. You mm -hmm. know, you have to eventually make a move, go to the US to be surrounded by the right, you know, the right programs, the right people that's going to push you. Yeah. Same for football. Like back in Canada, uh, like football, soccer, you know, the best ones want to go to Europe because if you want to make it to the next level, you have to be surrounded by the right people that motivate you. You know, I've, I've had some, uh, I've trained some really good sprinters here. Uh, they were really good, but at the age of 15, 16, you really have to make a move and go someplace, you know, uh, where the competition is, is tougher because by yourself, as much as like, you know, you're really motivated and everything, it, it's just, it's natural. You know, you need to have somebody next to you that's going to beat you sometimes and yeah. then scare you and then you push that little extra 2%. Yeah. It's going to make a difference. And I think what's interesting about what you said, Coach Nick, is in terms of like, the environment and and the competition that you have and being surrounded by people who do that i think in the uae it's definitely growing you know yeah. I, I do believe it's something that's up and coming and sometimes the talent that we have here is big but when you um when you would when you adapt to the different personnel coming in you know uh, we spoke earlier about you know mclean i know that he actually trained with um Mayweather Senior when he went yeah, over yeah, to the US as well after, yeah. and, and what I was interested in is they were really trying to push him and test him and he could still endure that so he's acclimatized himself to be able to adapt to the different environments yeah. but is that rare in sports nowadays to find people like that? Uh, it, it depends on your yeah your background mm -hmm. what, what you grew up with I'm pretty sure James uh, has done a lot of fighting when he was younger you know yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so he, he's got a good base he can do boxing he can do all different things um, yeah, I, I think it's important for, for most athletes, to most kids, to, to try all kinds of different sports when they grow up. Yeah. You know, it's not just going to help you in terms of being good at a certain sport. It's also going to help you in terms of how you think. Yeah. You know, the more sports, the more things you experience with your body and like, you know, understand how your body and everything works. The, the better your brain is actually going to work too and you know yeah. your nervous system is going to develop better and everything so uh, and then from there you know if you need to do a certain task that you never prepared for before if you know how your body works uh, if your body knows how to react to different stimuli then yeah. you know you're you're better off and something you mentioned there which I, I'll, I'll definitely definitely point out is in terms of children now Repetitions come a dime a dozen now, and when we do repetitions, obviously we master a skill. But what age, in your opinion, is is you know the child ready to start his journey into beginning repetitions? You know, in in any sport, you know, what, what, what age? Like repetition, you mean as in like uh, specialize in one sport? Yeah, or? let's say for example, I have I have someone now who's come up to me and said, "Listen, uh, my kid's turned X amount of age. Yeah. Is he ready to train? Is there an age that's ready to train?" To train uh, by training again, it's more of like which kind of training you do. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you have to adapt. Obviously, if the kid is seven or eight years old, you don't do heavy weights, right? Or like yeah, that. Yeah. But there's still a lot of stuff that you can do on the pitch, even in the gym, to to strengthen their core, their yeah. legs. 
if the kid, for example, is 10 years old, yeah. uh, and all of a sudden they, they grow up uh, really quick and they're bigger and everything, their, their body, they're going to be a bit more awkward with their body, yeah. which is actually a much higher risk of getting injured. So it's a good thing to go to the gym to do a, you know, a specialized program for that, yeah. to strengthen their legs and stuff, and that's actually going to prevent injuries on the pitch. Yeah. Because when you do that in the gym, let's say you teach them how to jump, you teach them how to land, you teach them how to change directions, they get them, they get stronger like this. Yeah. Uh, it's in a controlled environment. So then after that, when you go on the pitch, you know, it's it's programmed into their their body, into their brain, yeah. and then they just. They don't have to get injured. Yeah, no? and and you know I've seen you sprint, Coach Nick. You know you're pretty quick, man. And I thought I was quick until I saw you. <laughs> if you were to give some advice on someone mastering their sprints, and I know we got a lot of people on Instagram live and a lot of people actually on the radio now tuned in. If you were to give some advice uh, before we head to the break on, you know, mastering your sprint, if you were to give that advice, what advice would you give? So basically, to to accelerate faster. Yes. So this, depending on which age they're at. Uh, but I'd say after they've done the sport for a few years, yeah. generally what happens is, that's a little secret here, is that they they get very dominant in certain muscles. Mm -hmm. For example, the quads, the quadriceps in front of your thighs, yes. the calves. Um, so what's going to happen is that those opposite muscles are not as strong, they're not balanced. Mm -hmm. So the hamstrings, uh, for example, the hip flexors are too tight. Yeah. So the trick here is to really focus on strengthening the posterior chain, it's called. So from the back, the glutes, your butt muscles, your hamstrings, all these muscles that work in oppositions, in opposition to the ones that you usually work. Yes, I get that it. That makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah. So what's your, what your body is going to do is that basically it's used, let's say you keep trying to jump higher, but you keep doing the same thing, right? Your body is very smart. So to prevent you from getting injured, you know, it's going to plateau, basically. Yeah. So you'll get to that level. Now, what I've done with a lot of athletes, basketball players, football players, and that, is you strengthen the, the hamstrings, the posterior chain, and then all of a sudden the body's thinking, oh, okay, now I'm back to the balance. Now I can try pushing a little more. I can jump a little higher. I can run a little faster. Mm -hmm. So by strengthening that posterior chain, which is all those big muscles that help you sprint faster anyways, all of a sudden you're flying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, spot on, Coach Nick. When that also helps with prevention rather than cure, you know. And when you end up mm -hmm. building all those all those muscles and putting them all together, you're able to biomechanically move better exactly. and enhancing whichever sport you want. Mm -hmm. Man, great stuff here on the halftime show. Stay tuned for more on the halftime show with Omar Duri on Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Man, it's great having Coach Nick here. We have a lot of laughs off, off camera. and uh, Well, actually, on Instagram Live, you can catch exactly what we're doing. But... <laughs> In the studio, always a good time, always a good vibe, always good energy. Coach Nick, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, guys, if you're just tuning in, we were talking today about sports and conditioning, strength and conditioning, and how different athletes from different sports train. But Coach Nick, there's also different types of body types, right? That's right. And, and from those, we normally have them labeled under three things, mesomorph, ectomorph, and endomorph. Now, for those listening in, you can actually find yourself classified as one of the three. But what I'm going to do today, and especially that this is an education uh, session, I'm going to actually ask Coach Nick to demonstrate, or not demonstrate, but give us an example of what is a typical type of mesomorph body. So, yeah, you're correct. And, and one point that I find interesting in what you just said also is that 
they might find themselves in one of the three. Yeah. But sometimes it's really not clear also which one of the three, and it might even be like a mix. Of Correct. Both. It's yes. not black and white. So they right? could start at one but become another one. That's one thing. Yes. And also you might be born between two different ones, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say, but yeah, mesomorph usually, so basically you have ectomorphs that are uh, more skinny, they'll, they'll struggle to put on some weight. Yes. Uh, they can eat whatever, you know, you know some people like that, they eat whatever they want and they and still they get have away abs. With it. And, yeah. Don't you just hate those kind of people, boy? <laughs> <laughs> so those are the lucky guys, and then uh, endomorph. <laughs> endomorph, there's uh, the opposite, right? So they just look at food, and all of a sudden, boom, they put on some weight. Yeah. And uh, I think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're just struggling. Well, yeah. So so they have to eat differently. They have to train differently. Yeah. Uh, and then mesomorph uh, is more in the middle. Uh, they they stay lean and they put on some muscle pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have, for example, sprinters. You know. The waist is a bit smaller. The shoulders are, are a bit wider. There, so that's that would be a good example of a mesomorph. Ectomorph would be more like a marathon runner or a basketball player. Right. So, you know, a bit more tall and skinny, and then yeah. you know, uh, endomorph is more like a, a sumo or uh, like you know those linemen in American football, yes. like the big boys. The big boys. Yep. Uh, but but then again, that's what we discussed a little bit just now before going on air is yeah. that you might be born a certain way, but it doesn't limit you. It doesn't stop you from playing. A certain sport or doing certain activities that you enjoy more anyways yes you know for example let's say let's say you're endomorph let's say you're, you're more made to do like powerlifting or like some heavy stuff mm -hmm. but you grew up somewhere where football is life so you you know you, you play football so you know it, actually in football it's really interesting because i've trained people from all over the world yes. some guys are made more in a certain way some the guys are made you know, like David Silva is very small and, you know, he's definitely like ectomorph, Yeah. Uh, you know, from Man City. And then, but you have some other guys like I have, um, what's his name, from Peniel uh, Mlapa uh, from Calba uh, here. Yes, in league. yes. Hey, big boy, big wide shoulders. They both play, you know, like the same sport, man. They're, they're like not, not the same position, but almost, you know. Yes. Different styles completely, but yeah. it both works, you know. Okay. So, uh, so, so tell me if you, if you could name one player for each body type, just mm -hmm. for the viewers, right? Uh, who, who would be a mesomorph in football? Yes. Or, uh, could be any sport. I mean, yeah, for any sport, then I'd say a marathon runner. So, okay. Okay. Or, or yeah, or any basketball player. Like, okay. They're not like, you know, they're not. Uh, hugely muscular they're they're made for you know they can probably eat crazy amounts and, and not get uh, too fat you know yeah yeah and then an ectomorph sorry that's that was and oh you said ecto okay that was ectomorph ectomorph would be yeah. the basketball and exactly, and, and yeah. marathon runner yeah. uh, mesomorph mesomorph would be more like a sprinters yeah um yeah or like even some bodybuilders a lot of bodybuilders mm -hmm. uh yeah so that's the image that i have okay and endomorph endomorph uh, big boys, yeah. like uh, uh, shot putter or uh, sumo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome, guys. We have a few people sending us questions on Instagram Instagram Live. I'll be answering that in the fourth segment, and we're going to be putting Coach Nick through the fire round. The guy's too cool in the studio. I want to make sure he gets a little <laughs> bit hot under the collar. Uh -oh. But that's going to come up um, straight after the adhan for Asr prayer, and it's going to come up now. Stay tuned for more on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike!
Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Dria. I'm your host now. Guys, if you do miss our uh, shows here live uh, every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, 3 to 4, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show Omar Dury and we will be catching up on the waves. Now, I've got Coach Nick here uh, in the building helping me out on the Halftime Show today. And he was too cool, man, for the first three segments. So I'm about to put him through the fire round. Easy there, easy there. <laughs> okay. Uh, shout out to everyone obviously tuned into um, to the Instagram live at Omar Duri at Pulse95 Radio. Shout out to Kasim, Janaid, Saad, Ali, Boxfit. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. But now, here's how it works, Coach Nick. All I got to do is I got to give you a word or a description and you can breeze through it by telling me what's the first thing that comes to mind keep it clean though yeah do I have to does it have to be just one word or I can explain that one word or? probably not more than a sentence alright cool okay you ready yeah let's see you sure no man <laughs> <laughs> alright okay the fire round is first one on the fire round Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, inspiration inspiration okay cow protein protein <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> okay. Patty. Patty. Love. Yeah. Shout out to Patty. She's listening. Uh, CrossFit. Uh, badass. Okay. Uh, favorite music. Hip hop. Okay. Altitude. Transform Altitude. Best go. gym in town. Cartoon. Uh, Simpsons. Vegan. Um. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mixed one I mean uh, I wasn't a big fan before but now I'm becoming uh, more and more interested okay. so uh, uh, interesting okay very political this guy you know um, <laughs> yoga uh, necessary for athletes okay toughest sport Oof. ice hockey 50 cent uh, beast in the gym if you could support one football team who would it be <laughs> <laughs> Montreal Impact. Nice. Mermaid. Mermaid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, powerful swimmer. <laughs> Cheat meal. Cheat meal. Uh, burgers and fries and ice cream. Oh, nice. Influencer. 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 Uh, 2019. Okay. Uh, steroids or substance... Um, controversial. Controversial. Canada. <laughs> uh, cold. France. Um, how do you say it? like ex home? Okay. Clown. Clown. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Most complete athlete. Most complete athlete. Um. I'd say ice hockey players. Okay. I'm a bit biased. Hey, that's interesting. That's very interesting you said uh, that. Why? Can I ask why? Man, it's maybe p- people don't know as much about it here, but like it's if you think about it, it's uh, they're crazy athletes, man. They yeah. they have endurance, they have power, they can fight, and at the end of the day, man, they're playing with this little puck. Yeah. Like on the ice, skating yeah. with stick, and they have to put that little puck like past this goalie. It's it's tough. Man. Yeah, man. Now that you say that, <laughs> I can understand why. Um, and what's your favorite radio station? Both 95. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. Okay. Um, 
Coach Nick, we've had a couple of questions come in. Uh, I really appreciate you coming down today. But one of, of the questions from Kasim, who's uh, tuned in on Instagram Live uh, from the UK, he has a one-year-old. And there's classes in the UK that introduce football at 18 months. And he was wondering, does a child's upbringing into sport create better athletes or is it down to training at a young age? So I think what he's saying is because he wants to get his son into into sport, does it matter how, how young they are? Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it has to be, uh, what's the term? You know, it has to come from the inside of the athlete. You know, the motivation has to be intrinsic. Yeah. So you want to get, you want to introduce your, your kids to the sports. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're a big football fan and you yeah. want your kid to play football and stuff. But then at the same time, you have to find that right balance. And every every person is different too. So your kid might be like, you know, it might work well if you push them hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, other kids, I know for myself, for example, piano like I, I played piano when I was when I was a kid for seven years my parents used to love it me my brother my sister all did piano and it was like man we were good but yeah. I was sick and tired of it so the moment I could I, I stopped unfortunately maybe if I started now I'm, I'd be open to doing it I would enjoy it you know yeah what I'm saying is yeah it has to be it has to be come from the inside and once that's that's done once you know uh so let's say the kid has all his friends are watching football they all want to be football players and stuff that's that's gonna drive him hard yeah. and that's the best way for the kid to be better you, you can't you can't force the kid to be training six hours absolutely. a day you know? absolutely absolutely like, and speaking about kids, shout out to Nuruddin and uh, his new baby and shout out to Amira. Rami Mahmoud was born, I think, a week ago and he's just tuned in on Instagram Live. So shout out to Nuruddin. Shout out to Troops as well. Troops from AFTV who's on our Instagram Live as well. Hey, Troops, Obama what? Obama who? You know the rest, Troops. A big up and shout out to you. And Transform Altitude and Huda. Guys, it's been an amazing show. And guess what? We are reaching full time on the halftime show coach nick where can they follow you or keep track of of what you're doing at the moment uh the biggest one is on social media yeah uh, on instagram i'd say at coach nick underscore yeah and uh at uh, transform altitude also awesome so that's the gym where you have uh, all the pro athletes and celebrities in dubai awesome and thank you so much for coming down it's been a great thank show you for having me man. i know it won't be the last time we'll definitely have you on uh, and don't worry no more fire rounds for you <laughs> yeah um guys if you have missed out on the show you can catch us on apple podcast or soundcloud just type in the halftime show or type in at omar duri and you can catch up with any shows that you've missed uh Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. Yellow Home is coming up from 5 to 8 with Big Hass and Anna Schofield. What a great show to watch. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.